we're good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All right, man. This is the uh, this is the Vanny Ultra Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kenny. This is Eli. And yo, man, this is episode nine, man. Episode we're, nine. We are nine episodes deep. Man. I know. It's crazy, it's man. Crazy. I remember just starting off episode one, man. It's it's wild, man. Being nine episodes deep, man. I just want just want to take the time to. I want to appreciate all the listeners who have been listening to us every episode. Um, everyone that's just gave me feedback as far as like how the podcast is going, as far as like listening to us and giving me feedback on how we can do better and how we're doing certain things right. Um, so I definitely want to take the time to appreciate all you listeners. Yes, um, yes. Please let us know if you guys want us to talk about anything. If you guys want us to, you know, do anything, just shoot us a shoot us a DM or something and let us know. That's that's a fact, man. That's a fact. So man, so 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 so. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, he he he. Uh, alluding to him, he is the top horse. He's the first horse on the track. He's number one. Oh, our guest is from Kentucky. Oh yes, Kentucky yeah, yeah. Derby. <laughs> you not know the Kentucky Derby. Come on, damn it, that did not land. <laughs> no, that's all good, man. Um, shoot, man. Also, this dude is our last guest of this season. Last guest. The last guest. Uh, man. Hey man, you got hey, you gotta feel special, man. We saved the best for last. Uh, also, yo, I mean, when you think of this guy, I mean, just I've known him for just on Instagram and like Twitter and every basically social media for the a little over a year now. But um, I've noticed this guy just with his brand, just his inspirations when it comes to sports, music, and connecting it all to one with his brand and with himself. Man, it's been special special to see over the last uh, year. And also, man, it's like, yo, when you think of Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky, you think of Jack Harlow and you think of this man. All you right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, th- that's that's just really all it. So I'm going to let my guest, I'm going to let my guest go ahead and introduce himself. Damn, damn, man. That's high regards right there. <laughs> hey, Jack's a homie too, man. Shout out to him because he's really going crazy right now. Um, yeah, so government name, Gary Cooper. But, you know, a lot of people know me from, you know, like Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Um, that's Coopla Modern. Um, yeah, born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, all 30 years, flirted with moving out, but like, I don't know, this is home and I feel like I can make moves here. Um, I run Avenue Studios, that's uh, posted on Av, on Instagram and Twitter and everything, but it is Avenue Studios. A lot of people call it posted on Av to me, I'm like, that's just the handle. That's just the handle, because you know, someone already had Avenue Studios, and for like the domain, Mm. the website's like thousands of dollars a year, so I'm like, I can't do that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name, the name's really, um, it's really catchy, and I mean, it makes sense, you know. Like that's a saying that people have said, so I felt it would click with people when they would hear that. But yeah, man, I've been doing that the past. I think it'll be going on four years. Um, in December, this year, yeah, it started off as a magazine. It's just kind of grown into, you know, its own thing, man. So I'm really fortunate for the support that I've gotten from that. Um, yeah, just a. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to make moves in the city, dude. And it, it feels good for you to say that when you think of Louis, but you think of me and Jack, man, because it's like, damn, dude, he's like a multi-platinum selling artist right now. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, of course, you think of you think of Louisville basketball, college basketball team as well. But I mean, besides besides that, man, you're more important. I'm a, come on, yeah. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I think of whiskey, mint juleps, and horses. Hey, 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 hey. And big hats, you know. And don't forget Muhammad Ali. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Talk that. Talk that. So, man, so so basically how we go about this podcast, especially when we have guests on, man, we like to start off with getting your uh, your early influences, your upbringing. So talk about just like growing up in Kentucky, um, Louisville, Kentucky, to be exact. 
Um, but then also, like, what were your, some of, like, your early influences, whether it was fashion, music, um, sports? Because I see, like, when it comes to your personal page, like, you like to just, you know, post a lot of stuff involving sports, music, fashion. So just talk and about that a little bit. Also, I, I would, and I personally have never, I'm not really on, on Instagram like that. I've never, I never followed you, but I was looking at your Instagram before this interview, and I saw that you are also a member of the Loafer Gang. You're a Loafer Daddy. I appreciate that. You got mm, the L.O. Beans. Very fly, yes very sir, fly. Yes no doubt, no doubt, man. Yeah, I've always, I've always loved loafers, man. I want to say um, I had bought myself some, some like vintage goofy Gucci loafers, goofy <laughs> some vintage Gucci loafers like a couple mm. years ago, man. And I worn those joints out. Like I still got them in my closet because I can't let go of them. But like, yeah. you know, when I walk, man, I damn near can feel the feel the asphalt in them. So uh, <laughs> my wife, man, for Christmas, she got me um, some new LL Bean ones, man, and I love them joints, dude. Can't wait for the summer and have them out with no socks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, oh, for sure. Yes, sir. I've been, the vibes. I, yes, I actually, <laughs> you know, it's real raining here in Virginia. I've been flirting with the idea of copping like LL Bean, like rubber, rubber toed like boots. Mm, I, think, I think that might yeah. be an interesting, interesting shoe to wear. Damn, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, so yeah, just uh, um, going back to my question, uh, yeah, so just talk about growing up in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, yeah, man, just talk about. So, it. you know, Louisville is like such a, it's a really small city. So, um, I mean, well, now it's bigger, but you know, growing up, '90s, you know, mid '90s on, it's like it was not as developed that it as it is now. So, I mean, it was really just there wasn't a ton of influences here. But you kind of got, like, at least in the black community, there was kind of a hip-hop scene, and, like, you know, a lot of people had style. I mean, it's just black people in general have style, like, we're the kings and queens of style or whatever. So, um, yeah, you know, I just, I got a lot of influences from that. And growing up, I, I was a sports guy. I played sports. I never really um, got into fashion a ton as a kid. Like, I played football and ran track and did stuff like that. So um, my whole childhood was, like, football, 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 and that's it. And music for real i've always loved music i come from a family that's like crazy into music uh, my mom i mean i remember she would have like crates full of cassette tapes and stuff oh, and wow. I, yeah and i still to this day like i'll buy cassette tapes just because like one i had a car that you know could still play them but it's just a nostalgic feeling of being able to get something that i can hold on to um my aunt i mean I've taken some CDs from her room in my granddad's house, like the past couple of years, dude. Like Nas, it was written CD was sitting in there. I was like, I need this, right? Like right. I need that right oh, now. That's crazy. But you know, she had a wide range of musical taste from like, you know, she had No Doubt CDs, Nas, like, you know, Nirvana, Lenny Kravitz, all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, so my, yeah. My mom was a big No Doubt fan. Yeah, yeah, and No, no Doubt yeah. was the shit, man. Um, and Louisville is in general, like it's geographically, like it's a Midwest city. Cause you have um literally indiana's right across the bridge from us and indianapolis is not far cincinnati's not far from us either so like geographically we're really a midwestern city but culturally this is like the south so when i'm growing up people into hot boys no limit records you know um anything from the south like texas out um ugk outcast things like that so um but i kind of had a different you know i was little more to the east coast but anyway yeah man sports and music bro that was like that was my things growing up so that's why like i use that when i'm doing things now with avenue and just my personal page like i put those things on my page because like that's what i'm still into to this day because it had such a big influence on me like growing up uh, right. 
Yeah, but but Louisville, you know, it was it's a really close knit close knit spot to where like everybody knows everybody here. Like you know, it's, it's literally one degree of separation. I think that's helped um, the slight impact that I've been able to make here with Avenue because people know me from you know way back in the day when I was playing sports. Um, you know, everybody knows me from whichever teams and then, you know, we grow up and now we're into doing different things and they want to support off of just knowing me from back in the day and the fact that they see that I'm doing something positive as well. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So I, I love Louisville, man. It's a, it's a nice city. It's a, you know, huge local place as far as like supporting local. We got a lot of small businesses here and stuff. So uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just want to keep contributing to this spot as much as I can. Yeah, no, I, I think that the Midwest states, like, my, my dad's side of the family is from Michigan, like Detroit. So I spent a lot of time, you know, over there in Detroit. And it seems like a lot of the Midwestern kind of states have a real, like, especially, like, the big cities like Louisville, Detroit, like, all those places, they have really close-knit, like, um, communities where people grow their own vegetables and do all types of stuff. So I think it's 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 overlooked. I think everyone just thinks of LA and New York. But yeah, and, and rightfully so. I mean, LA and New York, they're just you know. so big. It's like you can't compete with it. But um, I always tell people when they ask about Louisville, anybody that's ever come here, they've loved it. Like, I don't think yeah. I've met anybody from a bigger city that's come here and been like, nah, Louisville's trash. There ain't this and that. I think people... <laughs> actually appreciate the fact that it's a slowdown from when you're in the LA or New York or Chicago or something like those cities you're constantly just moving 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 right. it's like Louisville you can actually sit back and relax and you know there's not a million people in your way every day and like I said we just have good people here man like the local scene here you know music bars all that stuff like it's it's pretty cool um and you know the past five five years or so it's just been growing at a rapid pace so you know it'll It'll, it'll just keep getting better, you know, here. But, yeah, people love Louisville, man, and I love it, too, even though I love other places as well. But it's a nice nice place for sure. Wow. So, like, early on, dialing back to, like, your early days, so, like, playing sports, did you ever, like, gravitate to, like, certain players? Like, did you have, like, certain favorite players when it comes to different certain sports? Because I know for me, I used to lo I loved playing basketball, like, when I was younger. So, like, for me, like, my favorite players growing up were, like, Allen Iverson, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Paul Pierce. Like, so who are you, like, some of your, like, and also it can be in sports, but then also in, like, music, too. Who are some of, like, your influences as well? So, sports, I mean, judging off my Instagram page, this is easy. Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I know that I know that's everybody. Like, I know I see Jordan all over Instagram all day. I mean, it's because the influence is just way past basketball. Like, we still wear his shoes every day, you know what I mean? And his style oh, was so crazy. Awesome. Like, literally everything he did. Like, this guy was just, like, the god of everything. But um, I was born in 1989, so, you know, mid-'90s, I was That's kinda, yeah. five, six years old. So I'm actually being able to have memories from around that time. So, you know, right. I saw the last three championships for sure with the Bulls um, and Michael Jordan mm. and I'm a Bulls fan because of that from my childhood like I'm never going to not be a Bulls fan and um I mean that guy that's like the number one athlete influence as far as just like not with me playing sports because I wasn't a basketball player um necessarily but like that's the number one dude right there I would tell people like when I was watching the last dance it was kind of crazy because I remember a lot of the stuff that was showing like I and it's crazy I was just about to bring that up too I was like yo what was your thoughts of watching it but then also like just seeing like 
those just like the behind the scenes stuff going into like that very last season. Yeah, why man, watching it it was just like reliving my childhood because mm. I mean, I remember Jordan hysteria. Everybody loved Jordan, man. Like everybody was my dad was a Bulls fan and then ended up being a Lakers fan like the next few years after they started winning ships, man. But you know, I stayed on the boat. Yeah, I stayed on the boat, but like everybody was Jordan crazy, so it was really wild to see that and to see those games like um the Father's Day game in the 96 um, finals, I remember being at my grandmother's house with my cousins watching that game. We like made up fake little posters and stuff for the Bulls watching that game. Mm. I remember watching the last shot game and um, he had went cold for a little bit. And I remember that last mm. sequence where I vividly remember that he, you know, he stole that ball from Carl Malone and came down and hit that shot. And I remember Marv Albert saying, this may be the last shot that we see as a bull. So like seeing that in the documentary, it was just like, bro, this is, this is insane. And to see the behind the scenes stuff, I mean, everything that they were going through, it's like, bro, how could you not say he's like the greatest ever or one of the greatest ever when they went through all of that stuff, bro. Rodman was literally leaving during the finals to go wrestle. Rodman was, uh, oh my God. No, I, I think that The Last Dance for me, just because I, I, like you were saying, you grew up through all that, but it's just crazy because there was no other athlete that had ever done anything like that. Mm. You know, like there's pictures of him hopping out the Ferrari, you know, he's on the golf course with cigar, like super lavish lifestyle. I and mean, then goes and drops 40, 50 a night. Oh, it's crazy. And you think, like, if Jordan, like, if that, like, era of, like, Michael Jordan, and if he was playing around today, oh my God, like, He'd be like a global, like he was already a global superstar at that time. But in this time of like social media and just, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It would be ridiculous, man. I mean, he was really living that lifestyle that we love, you know, besides like the, um, as far as social awareness and all that stuff, you know, he wasn't on par, but like, right, you know, of course, of course. he had the range with the two, three, you know, license plate and stuff, man. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. the clothes mm-hmm. he was wearing, like his his style back then was crazy, man. And I mean, it just in the shoot. I don't know, bro. Jordan's is he's crazy, man. So like he's crazy, man. Like, growing up, growing up and actually watching him in real time, man. Like, like I said, I have memories from back when I was a kid sitting in the bed with my mom, watching him play the magic and me asking my mom. What's a rebound or why does he fade away when he shoots and stuff like that? Um, so, yeah, like he's a number one, definitely number one influence um, in sports and just kind of somewhat in just life and stuff anyway. But uh, as far as the sports I played, man, Charles Woodson um, and Deion Sanders, dude, like I played football and those were those were my dudes, man. I my first football number was number two because of um, Charles Woodson. When he oh, played, man, when man, he man, played man. at Michigan, and I'm a Michigan Wolverines yeah. football fan because of Charles Woodson. Like, mm. I, like I said, that's another guy I remember watching um, him play at Michigan. I think I watched a couple games, and I was like, "This guy is it, bro! Like, this is I want to be this dude." And granted, they yeah. ha- they ended up winning the championship that year, which was you know lucky for me because I ended up becoming a fan, so it wasn't like a bandwagon thing. Right. Yeah, and my first time ever seeing Charles Woodson was because my dad's a like huge Raiders fan. So my first time seeing him was when he was playing for the Raiders, and everything. But like at the same time, I was like, "Yo, this dude is like a beast!" Like he's like by far one of the best cornerbacks of just like the NFL his like of all time, like for sure. Yeah, definitely, man. So like him and um and Deion Sanders, I'm a Cowboys fan. My grandmother was a huge Cowboys fan, so um I always had loved him. 
in his style and persona, his work ethic, work ethic, and um, just he, I mean, he was productive on the field. And honestly, him and Woodson, they had like some of the best on-field style too. Oh yeah, oh for Dion, of course, yeah. I mean, true. You talking Jerry Curl, Chains, the Rings. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I like I know for a fact my dad, my dad was telling me about he came out with his own song too, like while he was playing, and then, and then he played both sports, like yeah. He was like click tight with like MC Hammer and shit. And I think MC Hammer got him to make music, which, you know, it is what it is, bro. It wasn't one of the best decisions he made, but, you know, as Dion, this is per persona, man. Exactly. The fact that you're able to play football and baseball, like, that was like to me, like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, and I've always commended, like, even like growing up, like, I've always commended, like, people who, like, played, like, two sports and everything or played multiple sports. Cause for me, myself, I was just like a one sport, like, type of person where i just love basketball and that was it so yeah that was that was just crazy to see yeah, i think um i think that appeal with the sports like jordan and deion sanders and charles wasn't like the style that they had to play and the style that they like what they wore when they played i think added to the appeal of them like they looked good and played good man and um that's why i love seeing old photos of those guys dude I love posting them, too, because, I mean, they were just fly as hell on the court in the field. Wow. Now, when it comes to, like, music growing up, like, obviously you talked about how you, like, like you always had a love for music and growing up listening to music and everything. Who are your, like, some of your early influences growing up, like, music-wise? Man, early, like, I remember, man, I was a No Limit Records head when I was a kid, dude. Bro, I was Master oh. P everything, dog. <laughs> like, mm, hey, I Master was, P, man, he... Bro, like I said, like, Louisville... We in late 90s, mid late 90s, cash money, no limit. That's it. Like, I oh, yeah. I remember my apartment complex, like, we'd be outside, like, in a Soul Train line with Hot Girl by, you know, Hot Boys. Hey, yo. <laughs> For real, bro. Like, we loved that shit. So, like, I was a huge no limit head, man. Um, and of course, you know, everybody loved, like, Tupac and Biggie um, while they were like, and even now they still do, but um, it was definitely. Master P, everything, bro. That's all I cared about. Yeah, and shoot, like, bro, that that era, like, bro, they had, like, I mean, like, Lil Wayne. I mean, you think Baby, you think, um... The black is hot. The black is hot. <laughs> yeah, the black is hot. <laughs> G, Juvenile, Cash Money, like, <laughs> Mystical on No Limit, uh, C, Murder, True, all them, like, those were, those were definitely um, my favorites back then, but I used to play and listen to every... God, man. <laughs> I used to listen to everything, man. Um, I remember, like, Loving the Hard Knock Life video when they would pop up on MTV and BET. Um, so I did like Jay-Z back then. Not as much as I like ended up liking him because um, I didn't have like a CDs or anything. Yeah, but it's funny that you say that because there was the same way with me and Jay-Z. I saw the uh, Girls, Girls, Girls video. And I, I, I love that's one of my favorite music videos. But like I wasn't allowed to listen to that type of music at the time because I was younger. So that all I had was like MTV in the morning when that video would come on. Yeah. Yeah. And. It's funny, like a lot of that music, man. You you see it when you're a kid, but it doesn't. You don't really understand it until later on. Like, I think I had. Um, I was actually a big Nas fan before I was a big Jay Z fan. Um, and I want to say this was around the time Still Matic came out or so. And I was like in love with One Mike and all those songs he had. And then I want to say my mom had got me um, the Blueprint too, and it was like it was a burn cd version of it so it didn't even have all the tracks on it for real man i want to say bonnie and clyde was on there like six times or something bro and i'm just like, <laughs> hey, I'm like good, what is this <laughs> like what is this man but you know um i started listening to that and i was like man this 
dude's really, really nice. I mean, I already knew Jay-Z was nice, but like when I got to hear like his songs that weren't singles and stuff all the time, I was like, yeah, dude's fire. And now, you know, as I grew older, when I listen to people like Jay-Z and Nas more and more, I'm just like, these guys are next level, bruh, like insane. Um, like I said, I was looking through your Instagram and I saw that you, you have some pictures of some really cool cars, you know, like Porsches and Jeeps. What is your dream car? I love Mercedes Benz. That's another thing. I've been a Mercedes Benz fan since I was a kid and it's never been a, uh, it's never been like an aspirational luxury type of deal. I just like the car. Like it looks good and the logo looks good and all that. Um, but dream car would be the, what is it? The Mercedes Goldwing. Um, oh, the SLS? S, yeah, but the one from back in the day, from like the 50s. James, yeah, it's like a James Bondy type of looking car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had the, you know, the doors went up and it kind of looked like some bad ears or something. But that is, that definitely is all-time favorite. If I could have that car, man, I wouldn't want anything else. But also like a G-Wagon after that, because I love just that Jeep look, that military utility, uh, utility there's, look. There's a lady at my gym that drives this matte black g-wagon and it's so fire it's so hot so uh random but like i saw christina million drive past me in la in a g-wagon one day man <laughs> love does not cost a thing christina million that's crazy <laughs> like super random man i was just like what <laughs> that's i i that happened with me with um mario you know the singer um oh, i saw him at some kind of like festival in norfolk one time but it was so random wow, mario so speaking of Love Don't Cost a Thing featuring the Christian Emilian, what are your favorite movies <laughs> growing up? <laughs> love Don't Cost a Thing. What do you mean? Right. Yeah, no, but <laughs> yeah, no, that movie is <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love that movie right. so much. But um, favorite movies, man. So definitely Friday. I love Friday. And this is like just oh, favorite movies, not off of a like cinematic standpoint. This is just like stuff that I just fucking love. Um, Friday, Paid in Full. Um, I'll throw in Above the Rim. I fucking love that movie. I love Above the Rim. I've never man. seen Above the Rim. Oh my! Is that God. the one with? Is that the one with Tupac? Yes, you have to watch. I think I think it's on currently on Netflix right now. I think it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's actually a good movie. It's a really good movie, man. But like, just stylistically, it's like, damn, this shit's crazy. Cause it was like, um, 1994 in New York. So I mean, just the style, the clothes are crazy. They're playing basketball. And then the Above the Rim soundtrack is crazy. So, you know, they got that throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack is, goes so crazy. Oh, my God. I guess I'll give it a watch then. I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, I know off that soundtrack, my favorite song off that soundtrack was, uh, it was a song Tupac did. Uh, It was called Pain, but it was featuring some artist. I think his name's Stretch. Stretch, yeah. That was oh. Stretch, R.I.P. I think he uh, passed in the 90s. But um, Pain is, God, that's, Pac is just, you don't know how many times I was listening to that song, bro, during a run in the morning bro and that just got me like Pac knows how to put the spirit in you man oh for sure but uh yeah definitely so i said friday paid in full above the rim um i throw city of god in there city of god is have you seen that i haven't seen that. only thing only thing about it is you gotta you gotta read the whole movie but it's fire it's okay it's because i think it's in it's in it's in portuguese i think because it takes place in brazil okay yeah but it's City it's of God fine. is definitely yeah. amazing, man. Um, like you said, you, it subtitles the whole time, but the story and um, the way they interlaced all the stories yeah, in the, end, the movie, yeah. yeah, it's so good. And it's shot so well, too, man. It's shot so well. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would say those. And then I'm going to give you all a guilty pleasure one, man. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, please. I love guilty pleasure. <laughs> so, man, this movie, um, 
I don't even know how I saw this, but I know me, my mom love it. Me and my wife will watch it all the time. Um, just when we don't have anything else to watch. Center Stage, huh. it's a ballet movie. Zoe Saldana's in it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm down, I'm with <laughs> it. Yeah, anything she's in, I'm down. That's like the one familiar person I think that's in it that everybody would know or whatever, but it's a ballet movie um, about this school in New York, um, like a dance company or whatever, and it's just pretty much following the people's journey through the school and all that and all the drama. And like, it's not like, you know, I'm in these Oscar or nothing like that, but it's just literally one of those movies where I'm like, let's throw this on. And I'll laugh and, you know, stuff at it every time I watch it. But that's my like top guilty pleasure movie. That and Bring It On. Yo, what? Bring It On is fire. And I, <laughs> I never felt comfortable. I never felt comfortable telling people that I like that movie. I've seen every single Bring It On movie. I've seen every single one. Bring it on, it's top tier, bro. It's fire. Like, I will legit, you know, yo, the burn is cold in here. I can do that word by word, bro. And I, <laughs> hey, yo. I've seen some of yeah, the other ones too. Fact. Like, I saw the one with, uh, with Solange in, um, yeah. Hayden, um, however you say her last name, Pantaneers. Hayden Panettiere, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I can see. I had a, I had a little cousin that I used to spend a lot of time with, and that's she was she was you know a cheerleader. That's she was a girl. That's what she was into. So that's what I used to watch. Yeah. Bro, that one with Solange is terrible. Oh yeah, no, it's awful. There's only the first one, the one with Gabrielle Union is the only one that's passable. But then the rest of them, the rest of them are just kind of like cash grabs. Yeah, that yeah. first one's a classic, man. I will, I'll defend that. I don't care. <laughs> so, all right, so we're gonna get into the nitty gritty. So, starting off with basically how you got into uh, starting Avenue Studios. Like, what was your like early like beginnings of that? Like, how'd you come up with the name? Um, and just the overall thought process uh, going into uh, starting your brand as well. So honestly, um, starting it, I just, I felt like I needed something tangible that was also creative to do instead of just being on um, Instagram. Like it was cool posting some of my photography on Instagram and you know, being fly guy on Instagram and stuff, but it kind of got old and I was like, man, I really need something that's gonna make some type of impact. And I've always done creative things. I have a couple um, short film slash montages on Instagram that I did back in the day. Um, I would take photos all the time and stuff like that, but I really wanted something that I could, you know, not necessarily make money from, but like do consistently. Um, and me and one of my friends, my best friend, we had an idea of doing a, um, a magazine we had an idea of doing one like 2015 or so and it was going to kind of be like a lookbook magazine where we were shooting people around louisville because you know nobody looks at louisville or kentucky in general as a place of style and fashion but there's a decent you know there's a decent scene here for that yeah no there's, there's a lot of rich rich style from kentucky a lot of rich style yeah yeah so like um that ended up not working out so like another year or so later um, me and my best friend again and his now wife um, we were just talking about something he was like man you should, you should start a magazine like you know people are so into what you do in this and the third and I was like you know it would be it would be cool but I mean, it just seems like a lot of work so you know he was like man I'll shoot because he's a photographer and he was like you know I'll shoot you handle everything else we'll you know get it cracking or whatever so I'm like bet so that day we tried to think of a name and um, you know I was trying to think of things in different languages like French um, you know, because my name's Coop Lamada on Instagram, so that's a big influence on a lot of things. And I came up with Avenue, but we were trying to figure out what it meant in French, and I think it was Rue, like R-U-E. And when I would hear that, I'm like, bro, that that makes me think of that uh, that store, Rue 21. It's like a uh, 
teenager mall store. I was like, man, we cannot name it that, bro. Like, that's not going to work. So we were trying to think of other things, and I was like, let's just do Avenue, man. Like, Avenue sounds good by itself. Um, and I had thought about the fact that I would also want to make shirts and um, hoodies and things like that to go along with the magazine. So I was like, Avenue looks good on a T-shirt. Like, I can see that right now. So that's how we came up with the name, and it was kind of simple. Like, it was literally, like, in 30 minutes to an hour or so that we were going over stuff, because I'm terrible at names. But um, that's how that came about, and I added the studios on because I wanted it to be more than just the magazine. So I had this idea of, you know, it being Avenue Studios as we do, you know, some apparel, we do the magazine, do some events, you know, going to do video, going to do photography. So it's this whole full project. So I like to call it a project rather than a brand sometimes because that's how I think of it in my mind. Yeah. And, you know, I just felt like who else is going to do that here than me? Like, who or who else better to do it than me? And that wasn't me being arrogant, but I just thought I should be the one to put this together because I have a lot of connections in the city. I know a lot of people and I have um, the mind and the eye visually to pull this thing off. So we had started... Um, we started the magazine wanting to like showcase local businesses and creatives around here. So the first issue, um, <clears throat> we had about five or six businesses uh, and creatives in it. I want to say um, we had a record shop here, um, an artist named Jeremy Booth, who's amazing, that uh, a lot of people around here did not know about him, but he had his first solo exhibit in Paris out of all places. And he's in Louisville, but nobody knew about him. So I'm like, this is what I want to do with this and with, with Avenue is be able to put shine on people that we have, like, killing shit here um, that nobody knows about. And a lot of everybody knows him now, damn near, I'm pretty sure. Not because of me, but because, like, he's just that good. And um, it just took some time for people to catch up. But him, a photographer I know named Andrew Sensi, who's super talented. So we, um, in our local skate shop here, it's called Home Skate Shop. I actually had them on the um, cover, and we had the release party there. So that all happened between like 2016 to 17. Okay. And um, I wrapped it all up, had a release party December of 2017 um, at Home Skate Shop. It was like a ton of people showed up, man. It was crazy. Like I was actually surprised by how much support there was and how many people I didn't know that came through to, um, to show love. And for that party, I think I made like one of one shirts for like me, the people at Home Skate Shop and everybody that was involved with what I did. Um, and people were like hounding me about the shirt and that's what kind of made me do t-shirts and get into merch so so yeah i ended up doing it like the following year 2018 like february or so i think i put out my first shirt and that just kind of like took off a life of its own man everybody loves you know gear so like that's i don't know that shit went crazy i didn't expect it you know to go the way it has now but like that's how that's how it all started and came together, man. Um, it was very fortunate that people were showing the love that they did. Yeah, no, that was real cool. You were wearing the Avenue sweats on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking at looking at um all the the gear you guys do, I noticed that it's very like sportswear, and I noticed that it's also very like collegiate with the the hoodies with just the collegiate style. What made you do that? Is it something like being being like in a in a college city because isn't louisville state kind of like louisville college isn't is yeah, like a big yeah. college out there because you got louisville and then um university and then you got kentucky as well so right so did you take yeah you just take speak on that so yeah i'm glad you asked that man because a lot of people never really 
think about it or ask me what the whole point of it was. They like just like the shirts. And um, I actually had done that because I've always liked college gear and I've always liked university sweatshirts, um, rather it be whether it be Harvard or, you know, I don't know, UCLA, Syracuse, Georgetown, something like that. I just always love the idea of um, being able to go to a bookstore and pick up a shirt. So that was the whole reason I did those shirts because I wanted to give off that feel or idea of like, you know, getting what you get at a bookstore because I had the magazine. So, you know, it's supposed right. to feel like, you know, you're getting the bookstore merchandise or whatever, like you would for a school. And, you know, also like, we're in the school of life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, we're always in the school of life, man. So that's kind of what that represents. And it's, it's also the shirt represents somewhat of a community, you know, when you're buying into Avenue. So like, you know, you can wear this shirt and feel like you're part of something or that you're, you know, actually buying into an idea like you are when you're buying a school shirt, you know, you're buying a school shirt because like I said, for me, you know, it's a style thing, but a lot of people are buying their favorite sports team, you're buying a shirt, or you're buying, you know, a Joy Georgetown School of Law shirt because you're in the School of Law, or you're buying the, you know, Syracuse Father shirt because your kid's there. So it's just, you know, I wanted people to be able to get something they felt like they were buying into an idea of, um, of this thing that's Avenue. And um, it's crazy. The, the shirts made a lot of rounds in... I get people all the time hitting me up and saying that they saw somebody in it. And this is in other places too. I get it all the time in Louisville, but I've had homies send me pictures in New York of seeing somebody in it. Or, you know, I had a homie, uh, a homie Matt from LA. He runs the brand Mansfield Outpost, which is like one of the sickest brands, one of my favorite brands out. Super sick, man. I mean, big inspiration for me too. He was in downtown LA, man, and like took a zoomed in shot of someone coming out of a building with an Avenue shirt, man. And it's like, yeah, that shit, that's just really ill, man. And and I wanted, I also wanted to make something that people could just wear without thought. Like you can throw that shirt on or like Kenny can throw those sweats on without feeling like, damn, what am I going to wear with this? Like it's literally lounge where you can go on a run with your sweats or you can literally just chill in the crib. Me and my wife wear this shit all the time, bro. And she wears it more than me, honestly. Like she throws it on like... It's nothing. I mean, I have on the sweats right now because, you know, this stuff's just comfortable. So I wanted to make, you know, I wanted to make something that people could like buy into and also something that's not, you know, didn't have to have a lot of thought in it. You can just literally wear it all day, every day. Mm. Now, do you have a favorite piece that you've made um, since starting the brand? I have a piece that's yet to be made that's getting made right now, Ooh. man. Um. <laughs> Vanity Ultra Exclusive. Yeah, Vanity, Ultra Vanity Ultra Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> Actually, man, I have a couple things that um, <clears throat> that are in the works right now that I feel like is going to take Avenue just like beyond. It's because um, I don't have a design background, so making these T-shirts is the first time that I've like actually made something in that standpoint. Like, I don't have a design as far as like clothing goes. I have a design like designing a short film, or designing photography goes. You know, that's design in somewhat of way, but um. So a lot of the stuff that I've done has been pretty simple, but I will say for things that I have made so far, I'll have to say, um, I love, I love the bulldog, uh, not this hat that I have on, but the Thompson snapback, it was black with like the Georgetown Hoya, but I had the Avenue in the, um, in the hat instead of the Georgetown G and it was a simple flip, but I felt like the hat that I chose, the black with the gray underbill and, you know, the simple logo, I think that 
that was fire. That was fire. Um, and then a tote bag that I made in the hoodies that I made that said building community since 2017. I mean, it had an Avenue logo with a rose up under it on the chest. Those are probably my favorite things that I've done um, that I made that are already out right now. And I think also too, with your background of photography, it's only gonna propel your brand as far as when it comes to presentation. Because since you already have that eye of like how visually you wanna present it, um, it's gonna definitely propel your brand as well too. Like that's gonna be something very beneficial. Yeah, I think that's super important. Uh, um, that's one of the things, because the magazine is more photo-based than anything. Like I'll have photos from, you know, a photographer or we'll take photos of whatever business are creative. And then we'll have like a one page type of blurb and description about the person. But I want people to I wanted people to see them and see their work more than, you know, just hearing us talk about them. Because if you're like me and when you see something, I get interested just off of seeing how good it looks or whatever. So um, I've always wanted to focus on the presentation of things. And that's very important with me um, with Avenue. Because I feel like there's a lot of brands that don't present their stuff properly. Mm -hmm. If they, you know, took more time or presented it in a better way, then, you know, people might get into it a little more. Because a lot of the stuff that I've done, it hasn't been, you know, abstract designs or anything insane. But I know how to present it properly. And, you know, it's, sim it's simple stuff that people like, but I've also learned how to present it properly for, you know, to make people be like, damn, this photo looks really good. There's quality behind the work. So that makes them want to come in, you know, and buy in with the idea of it. Yeah. And it, and it definitely goes a long way, especially not only, but with like a brand, but then also with like, like just individual creatives as well. Like, I think like a lot of times you have people, whether photographers or models or anything like they just get this idea of as far as like putting something out and then if they don't receive that massive feedback they think oh it's like it's like not good or it's not like something people are going to like but i think it's if you have like preparation and a, a very well like presented in a very uh strong way whether it's like uh your own like shots or whatever like um i think that's that's the thing that's really going to push something your art the like to a very like limit to a long limit as well yeah because people see that you're caring about what you're presenting or you're caring about what you're doing yeah. instead of just trying to force feed them something and be like hey give me your money like they're seeing that you're actually putting mm. time and effort and money into what you're putting off and that's like like the vanity ultra page and you know kenny your shoots and stuff every time i see them i'm like bro he's going off dog <laughs> like the way that you do please that. stop his head is getting bigger please ah! stop <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, that's, I mean, I appreciate that, that, man, for real. That's, that's love for real. Yeah. 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 That Vanity Ultra page is like super sick, man. I love the way you present the things. Like even with the, um, with the playlist, the way you post them and then you look at the full on page, like it looks really good. And I think people can buy Dang. into that stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cut all this out anyway. So you can, you can just stop. I'm just going to cut all this out. Damn. Um, so yeah. So I think really, man, um, cause are this episode of uh, the Vanity Ultra podcast is almost coming to a close. But before we come to a close, we want to ask you, um, well, I have two last questions I want to ask you. I want to ask you, is there a dream collaboration for your brand that you want to possibly do with po particularly another brand or maybe possibly an individual? Is there that dream collaboration that you want to... Man, you know, it's... 
I mean, I guess an obvious choice just because I've loved it so long would be like, you know, doing Nike mm. or something. That's crazy. I just popped it just popped up in my head too. I'm thinking like, ooh, Avenue Studios, Air Force One, maybe. I think Nike. I, I think Nike is everyone's fit first. Oh, of course. I would love to collab with Nike. I don't even do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like someone had asked me that. Um, I did like a um question thing on the Avenue page like a month ago or something like that, and someone asked what would be my like dream shoe collab and i was like dude i would do a nike air max plus because that's my favorite nike air max shoe um so like i think that's the obvious choice would be nike and anything else it would um you know if if it came about the right way um we see how it goes because I, I wouldn't i wouldn't look down on collabing with anybody you know as long as we came about it the right, right way but nike would definitely would definitely be the one man i mean I think that's everybody's dream. Like I have too many Nike shoes in my closet to not right, say Nike. So, so for my very last question, I have to ask like, what do you see? I mean, what do you see within the future for yourself? Like, what do you want to achieve? Whether it's your brand, but also your personal self, like what is like a few things you want to achieve within the later part of this year, but then in the coming years after, um, what's some, like, what's, what's a few things you want to see yourself in the future? Man, before? I really want to, um, I really want Avenue to grow a little more outside of Louisville and Kentucky. I mean, it's grown like as far as people buying stuff, but I really want to make a um, footprint in other cities. And then as far as Louisville goes, man, I just want to keep being able to um, do, you know, some work here and support the city here. Hopefully um, I can be able to make a bigger impact on some organizations here and stuff, um, whether it be by donating money or donating time. I did a lot of donating last year, actually. And um, I'm hoping to have a home base here, man. You know, I have an idea for a uh, storefront or a um, space, not necessarily a retail space. I don't want to go into, into details about it, but I'm hoping eventually in, you know, some years I can have something here, man, to where I can actually, you know, build some more of that community and create some more of that culture outside of, you know, online and Instagram. And um, for my personal life, man, you know, hopefully, hopefully some years, you know, we'll see a kid or something, you know, I can have, oh, have right. yeah, you know, we, we bought a house, um, last November. So I have that, you know, uh, after that, I just want to get a bigger house, I guess, you know, <laughs> longer down the line, but I don't know, man, I, I, I think I have a, a decent life right now, man, but I just want to keep progressing personally, um, and mentally. Um, yeah, I don't know, just keep becoming a better person as far as personally, personally is, but with Avenue, yeah, man, I'm trying to trying to make a trying to make the footprint bigger, and hopefully I can travel a little more and do more work in other you know cities and stuff. I've grown a decent network through Instagram, um, social media. There's a gift and a curse, but I think you use it right. It's the best thing in the world, or one of the best things in the world. You know, I can meet a ton of people like you all. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to definitely trying to make the footprint bigger in the United States and. One day outside of here, man. You know, I've gotten some some overseas stuff, but you know, I, I definitely would love that to be even bigger. Right, man. And before, we, all right, before we sign off, something just popped in my head that I do want to say. What's up? Cause I've noticed a while back that you started a run club, um, in Louisville, and you know me, I've been an avid runner for quite some time now. So I just want to talk about. I mean, have you been running lately? Like, have you been able to? Uh, still maintain like doing the run club at all or has that been like on a halt because of covid i actually met with the guys last week 
to figure out when we're going to come back. Um, we're hoping since there's been uh, more people getting vaccinated, I actually just got my first vaccination uh, dose on Wednesday because I'm technically essential an essential worker. Um, so we're hoping by May or early June or so that we'll be able to actually bring people together again and do another run club meetup. Um, it's been tough not being able to do that the past year. I mean, it's just been tough on everybody not being able to do much the past year. But like the run club was really, it was but like we had gotten a pretty decent following. But I think last year just would have taken it like crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, we would have really went crazy with it last year. So it's been tough not being able to run with everybody because we would have good times, you know, when we um, did that. Um, so we're hopefully hopefully coming back May early June. Me personally, I haven't been able to run actually much um, for a little bit now because I'm like, as a prescription I'm taking it, like, kind of gives me a little joint pain, unfortunately. So it kind of hurts to run. So yeah, that sucks. But um, I've been riding my bike. So I ride my bike in place of that. Um, but yeah, I'm, hopefully I'm not I'm, a, I'm more of a bike person. I'm, I'm not, I tried running and I like, I didn't stretch enough, I guess, the first day. And I like, my leg was hurting for like weeks. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, bro, I'm good on this. I'm good. <laughs> No, I'm good. So, yeah, I love running, man. I mean, I've grown to love distance running more because I ran track as a kid. And through high school, I went to college and ran track um, and all that. So, like, I've always been a sprinter and never really cared for miles. But, like, a few years out of college, it was like, all right, I'm not going to the Olympics. So, like, you know, we're not – nobody has races for sprinters when you're outside of, you know, amateur track and pro track right. or whatever. So, I was just like, man, let me just start running, you know, getting some miles in and stuff. Me and some of the homies from around here, like, just linked up and was like, yo, let's do a run club with bigger aspirations in mind. You know, one day, hopefully, we'll have, you know, the, the club sponsored by a running brand. You know, hopefully, we'll have a um, our own race and things like yeah. that as well. Call it running down the avenue. I gave you that one for free. That's there. That's <laughs> that, free. That's a free. That's, that's a free, free one. one. That's all you get. The next one, <laughs> right. We're going to invoice you. The next one, we're going to need that invoice. I'll make sure to pay up. I'll make sure to pay up on the next one. But, um... Yeah, man, it's been a it's been a true pleasure, man, having you on, man. It's uh, it's been very enlightening, uh, just to hear about your early upbringing, man. Just growing up in Louisville, Kentucky, talking about your brand a bit more, like, um, man, it's been a true pleasure today for me, and then also my partner and co-host Eli here. We definitely want to wish you the best as far as when it comes to your brand, your overall um health, um, and just overall well being, man. So it was definitely a true pleasure having you on, man, and uh. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me, on. man. For sure, this is a great combo. Yeah, man. Of course, of course. And then also for um, if you want to plug, yeah, your, yeah plug yourself. What's plug. where can we find you on the internet? Yes, yes. Plug your brands, Instagram, everything, everything you want to plug right now. All right, um, brand. You know, Avenue Studios. That's at posted on the app on Twitter and Instagram. I'm um, Coupla Modern on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, and those are the only socials I have, man. Post it on the app.com for the Avenue Studio stuff. You know, I'll be dropping more things um, very, very soon. Like I said, my favorite things are coming soon. Um, and then, you know, just plug the rest of Louisville, man. Shout out to everybody that's been doing the thing. You know, right now we got ESTG and Jack Harlow, you know, doing big things right now. We got a ton of guys in the city killing it. So look into Louisville, Kentucky, man. If you need to follow me or go through my followers or something, check the city out. Perfect. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming on, man. It was a pleasure. Appreciate pleasure. it.